up, everything? Hockey is just seven sleeps away, and the Blues are finally in training camp. Vince Dunn has signed a new deal, America has won gold at the World Junior Championship, and nothing bad has happened in the world at all. 2021 is off to a start, so let's get started, and let's go Blues. Every week, I still have to guess blindly <laughs> of the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Thursday, January seventh. Ian, how do you feel being fourteen weeks into this new year? I thought you were going to say I was fourteen. If only. No, just no. kidding. Never no, life again. Is dwindling Ooh. very quickly. I would never trade thirty for fourteen. Yeah, no, that's the one. Woof. I, I, you know, there are times when I'm like, I'd like to be a little younger again and have the experience I have now. That's not one. I'm not going back to 14. That's not a deal. No thanks. Um, this new this new year's going great so far. So good personally, you know. Fine year. And exclusively personally. Yeah, personally, just for me. And if I, you know, keep the sphere of how good things are going to just me, everything's going just fine. Um, excited. I'm excited to be to be within a week of hockey. They'll be playing. They'll be playing right now. No, they won't. Wait, no, it's Thursday. Yeah, they will be playing. They will have already played. The Blues have. Uh, well, they'll be zero and one because mm-hmm. um, the Avalanche are very good. Yeah, I'm just prepping everyone. I'm so sorry. Zero and two I'm by so the sorry. time we record our next <laughs> Look, podcast. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna uh, be a great season. The Avalanche are very here. good. I'm excited that hockey's here. You know, we we have made light reference to everything going on this week and. We're just going to stay away from that because we're a hockey podcast. Just ride the lightning. It does feel like this is not like anywhere near 9-11, but it's like (laughs) a little bit like the same sort of sense of like, you remember that that day? Like, you know, that was a a day. I'm I'm glad I like looked on Twitter at the right time so... Other people didn't have to inform me. Uh, I got to actually know. Then people texted me later, like, are you seeing stuff? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been plugged in oh, for a good yeah, hour. <laughs> Even hockey Twitter kept me posted. I know. I was yeah, like, wow, these are hockey people and no hockey today. Yeah, no, That no, felt no, weird no. yesterday because there'd be a hockey tweet and I'd be like, get that shit out of here. I don't yeah. need that today. Yep. But I'm glad it's back. The Canadians were looking down from the, on high, <laughs> laughing at the country that had vanquished them just the night before. <laughs> what a turn about uh but yeah like i said not our goal to dwell on that uh serious though it may be we're just going to continue to be a ridiculously goofy hockey podcast and with that in mind let's do some housekeeping and first of all we're back together in person Mm -hmm. for the first time in what feels like ages Um, it's been it's been since last year it's been a minute yeah i did some time traveling podcasts that we recorded together but also didn't record together and then we had um, the uh, Audio Difficulties podcast. Snafu. Yeah, that one's so good. And then we <laughs> had uh, the, um, you know, the one with the, that we did last week. And now we're back. So, um, 
I'm glad. I'm glad that we're back with on the audio note. You know, we've gotten entirely new connections and hopefully it's good. But if you hear anything askew, you can always let us know. We're trying to get that. Yeah, just add we're, us. We're just, oh boy, just please just fill our inbox with your tiny critiques, <laughs> your most nitpicky concerns and laments. We will have an entire section called Concerns and Laments, <laughs> just like our segments Five Minutes Major and, you know... The butthurt or the not butthurt. <laughs> week that have lasted forever and never gone away. <laughs> we have a whole graveyard. Uh, uh, oh boy, we should bring some of those back with no warning. I, I act like they never left. I feel like we should fill the graveyard with more. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's create new ones and then bring back the old ones and then let them all die. Uh, we are here at the hockey season. Uh, we're going to be back on a more regular schedule, which is exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, if you want to go rate us and review us, it occurs to me we should probably ask someone with an Android phone sometime if we have reviews in the Google Play Store. <laughs> Justin, Justin, could you get on Justin, that? Justin, would you please, uh, <laughs> what's the word I was trying? Garçon? Garçon. <laughs> Wasn't Justin Garçon? No, Pierre Garçon was mm. the NFL receiver. Mm, that would have worked out really well if it had been Justin. But anyway, uh, yeah, Justin, please let us know. Um, or my brother. My brother also has an Android, but like a normal person, he's considering an iPhone. So, you know, Bill, make the right choice. But anyway, um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention is we are uh, trying to, at the last minute, get back together the Two Guys One Cup Fantasy League. Uh, everyone who was in it last year gets the chance to return, which mm -hmm. we're probably about half full right now of people that have responded. Um, so, those people will be first, you know, first dibs to get a spot. And then those people will agree on a time to do the draft. And then we will post on Twitter when that draft is going to be. And then you can reserve your spot first come, first serve. So, keep your eyes on the Twitter if you're interested. If you, mm -hmm. you know, are willing to bribe the league commissioners. Uh, a spot could probably be arranged, but you know, we'll just, uh, we'll take those discussions offline and, uh, <laughs> we could definitely kick people out. But yeah, that is a, a note to anyone who was in it last year. If you are hearing this and you have not responded in the Twitter group message, um, please do and let us know if you're in or out. And if you're out, no concerns. I'm sure there are people that would just be thrilled to be, uh, I was going to say beat by us in fantasy hockey, but I don't even have that much confidence in it. <laughs> Shattered. The last few fantasy seasons have been rough for old Stevie. But well, that's why fantasy's in the, in the title. Though, last you know? night, I have a league that is a key. It's basically a dynasty league, except it's like you have a fixed budget of like 250 every year, and you keep players for $5 more than you drafted in the year before. So, like, if you drafted whoever, Connor McDavid, for $2, you could keep him for $8 or $7 and then 12 and then 17 and so mm -hmm. on and so forth pretty much forever. So you're always kind of deciding, like, what's this guy's value? And then you drop enough people to, like, rebuild your roster. So that's fun. I don't have a good roster <laughs> um, and because I inherited a, a not well-built team. This team was not And last well. night was the draft, and I showed up. Five minutes late, we were nine picks in, and with my $80 of budget, I had auto-drafted Connor McDavid and Victor Hedman for a combined, like, $72. <laughs> so I have three backup goalies. I got blocked out 
on uh, Robert Thomas and Tim Stutzla, who I both really wanted. I had to drop Robert Thomas at $14, and I was trying to get him back, but didn't. And uh, But I did get Quentin Byfield, so moral mm. of the story, six bucks. Hopefully he's a stud right away, and I don't have to worry about it. But anyway, that's my sob story. So fantasy's been real re- mean to me. If you want to get your licks in, look for that <laughs> message. Ian... Lots of blues news. I feel I feel like the season's finally like we're here and we're having news and that's cool. Um, shortly after our last podcast, Vince Dunn signed a one-year deal worth one point eight seven five million dollars, not one point eight eight or one point eight seven one point eight seven five. Um, surprise! Surprise wasn't one point eight. Two nine, you know, gotta oh, get your yeah. number in oh, yeah. there. Or, These kids love their numbers. I'm surprised. Yeah, exactly. They should have. Um, Dunn finished the 2019-20 season with 23 points, nine goals, 14 assists, and 71 games. He was the only Blues defenseman to play in all 71 games. He's played in 224 NHL games. No, no, I don't no, think no, so. <laughs> with 82 points. Uh, drafted in the second round in 2015. He will have arbitration rights next year, so this walks him up to that. Also rated incredibly highly by metrics, I think it was Evolving Wild I saw, or somebody who had their top 14, top 15, whatever, mm-hmm. NHL defenseman, and he was on there slightly above Pareko, well behind Petrangelo. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, Vince Dunn, we've talked about him a lot, but let's talk about him more. He is an enigma, because I feel like he's a phenomenal... He's he's not... I really don't think he's just a one-way like offensive defenseman, mm-hmm. but he's phenomenal in that area of the game, and it feels like this is a team that we're, you know, only has so many spots on defense, and I, I no part of me really gets the Scandella signing. Unless we're like hoping Seattle takes them or something. It's just clogging up the left side when you have Dunn Dunn and and Mikola and and Perunovic. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just a lot of guys. That's a weird. The the length of it is weird. If you'd done it for one year, I'd get it. But. Yeah. So maybe that's the goal is to like sign bait for (laughs) Seattle. And I'm hoping to. from Seattle? No, he's a real Canadian. He's from Montreal. I remember that. And he's oh, yeah. very handsome, a total man rocket. <laughs> he's very, he's very attractive. Yeah, you gotta oh, yeah. keep, you gotta keep that the attractive index on your team at a high. You yeah. know what I mean? And you can't, no uggos. No, and he's not an uggo. Well, we do have Robert Thomas, so it's not a no uggo. I was gonna say it, but I, you said it, and you know what? It is, it is Listen, what it is. He's elite. I'm not insulting the man's on ice ability. He's, he's got not flow. a looker. He's, he's got, got flow. flow. He's just he's got a he's got like a, a little bit of a baby face still, and maybe he matures out of that, mm. and he becomes the handsome devil that he deserves to be. Speaking of attractive, Vince Dunn. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah. Yep. Didn't they didn't they say on Spit and Chicklets he's a man racket? They said something about Vince Dunn. I think they said so, he was yeah. crushing it in St. Louis. Um, Vince Dunn has been talked about by Craig Berube as possibly being interchangeable with Scandella on the left side there on the second pairing. I know right now, and we'll get to sort of the training camp lines and pairings in a little bit, but right now it looks like it's Scandella and Falk on the second pairing and then uh, Dunn and Bortuzzo on the third, but it would be nice to see Dunn move up in certain situations. Yeah, really anyone in Bortuzzo is kind of like a, huh, 
Like, no offense, how Robert he, Bortuzzo, how is but... he stuck around this? Oh, because he won us the Stanley Cup. I've yeah. eaten Zach Sanford's face. Yeah, see, they said, thank you, sir. And Zach Sanford's going to be here for a while, too, for the same reason. They're, oh, yeah. they're attached at the hip. Face he sacrificed his face. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pair. When you trade one of them, you have to trade the other oh, one no, with it's them. It's got to be a joint trade. Yeah. It's the whole thing where and you know... They're on a, tra- a private yeah. jet to, you know, wherever the hell, Philadelphia, and they're like, huh, who would have thought? Not me. Well, you got to do it because, like, you know, you trade somebody off the Blues and they have a Stanley Cup pedigree, mm-hmm. but they have that little extra notch, the two of them, where you go, yeah, but together they can win you another Stanley Ooh. Cup. Just get this one to punch Dougie, that one. Dougie, this is what you got to be telling people on the phone, Dougie. Samford and Bortuzzo trade as the new D'Agostini Ratty mm, in a third yep. for whoever you want. <laughs> Anybody. The moon. Patrick Wine, Pierre Luke. You Dubois, can have them. The moon. The forest moon of indoor. Really, any moon <laughs> that you could want. I, yeah, Dunn. I hope Dunn gets more minutes. I hope he's not relegated to the third pairing. I don't think he will be. And I think, given how he's on a one year contract, I know the front office doesn't necessarily get to dictate, you know, what's going on on the ice with Bruby and the rest of the coach's decision making. But, like, you gotta, you kind of gotta think because he's the younger between him and Scandella and he's on a one year contract. You want to give him the opportunity to see what he, what he is, what he can be. On the other end, maybe you don't want to see him be. Too good, kind of like a Jordan Bennington situation where it's like, well, you don't want him to be like priced you out of keeping him. Then again, he's also an RFA, so you can't really do it. Mm-hmm. Arbitration rights are a little bit of a threat, but not major. Yeah. It's just basically what it means to me is like, okay, he's just going to hold out and it's going to go to arbitration. It'll be a whatever two year deal, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, and that's that's fine. People can get over that. It's not a Joel Edmondson thing every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and we've talked about before, even without the. Um, cap going up. The boys do have a lot of flexibility after this year. Um, mm-hmm. To you know, they're not they're not one of these teams that's just flushed with cash necessarily. I think it's like twenty million, um, twenty five million, but that gives them total freedom to kind of pick and choose who they want, you know, mm-hmm. and who they want to keep and who they're willing to let go and and how much they want to pay people, you know. So um, it'll be a it'll be a big year for him. What do you think he does uh, points wise this year? What's your What's your guess? Now remember, it's a fifty six game season. Okay, let's. I'm just gonna say, had it been a full season pace, I think I'd get him up to thirty. I think he gets towards thirty this year. Yeah, and also you know we don't want to step on what we're gonna discuss in a while, but he's on a, a power play unit. Um, the second power play unit, mm. at least, you know, the one we're running out in camp and that's got some talent on it. So, you know, we'll talk about that later in terms of like, maybe they won't do more of a 90, 30 split in terms of ice time, but more of a, you know, 45, 75 or something to get that second line on there a little more. But in any case, yeah, I'm glad he's here. Obviously, um, uh, he's, he's personally probably, my favorite blue, and at least in terms of that feeling of like, no, he's mine. You know, like all these other people don't get how much I care about Vince Dunn. Kind of that, you know, stalker vibe, yeah. I guess, would be the word I have for pictures, it. I follow yeah. him home. Oh, I know yeah. where he lives, oh, not yeah. like the rest of no, you. No, 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 I know. I've been inside his bedroom. He doesn't know that, but I do. <laughs> was, was he or was he not present? We'll take Which that offline. Time? We'll take we'll take that discussion <laughs> offline. Um, yeah, but uh, no, but jokes aside, obviously a big fan of his, and 
uh, a little frustrated with the seeming like Baruby can't quite commit to him, mm-hmm. even though they're former AHL pals, or maybe they hated each other in the AHL. I don't know. But Baruby was there when he beat that dude's brains in between periods, wasn't he? Or was I that the so. weird? Yeah, it must have been because it was still in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it must have been. Um, Drew Bannister is he still our head coach on the team that doesn't exist in the league that does on for the Silver Knights Henderson the Silver Knights? Is no, that where a... Drew Bannister was. He was with San Antonio, but yeah. he stays with us. Does he? he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's see if we can Wikipedia Drew Bannister, <laughs> future of Blues head coach Drew Bannister. What are you speaking of? Oh, I was like, uh, our AHL situation. Yeah, we got to get to that. Uh, Yeah, head coach of the Springfield Thunderbirds. Except he isn't, because they don't exist. Mm. Uh, Doug Armstrong, I can't exactly say he's mismanaged the AHL, but these things do keep happening to him. <laughs> you know, it's uh, really by the third or fourth time you're Charlie Brown kicking at that football and Lucy pulls it away. At some point, you got to start taking responsibility here, Dougie. And listen, I know global pandemic. It's weird. It's crazy. I'm not trying to get too personal, but the Springfield Thunderbirds announced that they are one of the three American Hockey League franchises that have elected to opt out of play for the upcoming 2020-2021 season. The decision, made in conjunction with their NHL affiliate, the St. Louis Blues, I don't think so, (laughs) was based on numerous safety and logistical concerns related to the COVID-19 pandemic and will allow the organization to turn its full focus towards the 2021-22 season. The Thunderbirds will maintain their status as active members of the AHL and return to play next season. The Canucks and Blues will share the Utica Comets as an American Hockey League affiliate during the 2020-21 season which to be fair Utica's closer to us than it is to the freaking mm-hmm. Canucks god um, what a terrible HL situation for the Canucks how have they never fixed that isn't I guess they do they not own Utica because if they owned it I'd think they would just, just relocate they'd be it. like we're moving you and maybe it's harder than that maybe it's a lot harder than that but I would think if they own them maybe they could just go maybe move here maybe like a bomb AHL franchise and they're just like we're rolling in the dough I we guess. don't care I mean it, it is kind of a like 1980s concern like it is probably just a five hour flight and that mm-hmm. sucks but like you're there or whatever you know but it is kind of weird do you think they fly into Utica I no no yeah. way <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's he even asking? And then I was like, no, not a chance. Um land right at the Utica airport. <laughs> that's right. Right up your uterus. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what they call people from Utica? <laughs> <Is> uteruses? Uh, 50-50. Probably. You're probably yeah. like 50-50 shot. Yeah, well, listen, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not that worked up about this. Because it was going to be a weird AHL situation anyway, mm. with the taxi squad and half, you know, a quarter of a season. I guess it's nice that we have this taxi squad that we can have yeah. guys on, you know, yeah, so we don't have to sure. worry about having them in Utica and moving them back and forth. Yep, yep, and you know, with with both teams having six guys on the taxi squad. 
that probably means that most of your guys are getting some amount of yeah, that's on, true. The NH- on the AHL. Like John Gillies, which is another thing we can talk about, will probably be our taxi squad goalie, which means Joel Hofer probably not going to be worse than the backup. Mm-hmm. Although the Canucks have a lot of young goalies, but they're also going to have some third goalie on the taxi squad. So, you know, like that sort of thing. And like, it's, you know, you'll see what you see, but like... Do the Canucks have that other Di Pietro? Yes, Michael. Okay. Um, the other DPHO. The, the chosen DPHO. But it is weird. It is, this is like the fifth, three of the last five seasons or something. We had the Chicago Wolves, we lost them. The Wolves were We, we shared taken, them with Vegas. We took them, but we basically lost them because then yeah. Vegas repossessed them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ve- Vegas apparently hates the Blues yeah, hates specifically. Uh, then we went to San Antonio and it was like, okay, we've got a new... Like a long-term partner, and then Vegas bought them mm-hmm. right out from under us, which apparently we couldn't prevent in any way, um, and uh, you know moved them to Henderson, where they're now the Silver Knights. Great, I do like that. I mean, I, it's, I, it's, it's stupid, but I like it's that. Kind it's of, like I kind of like that it's committed to the. They game. need an ECHL need, that's yeah. a bronze knight. Yep, absolutely, uh, yep. that's the only way I'm down with it, and it needs to be in like Reno or something. <laughs> Carson City bronze. Yes. Yes. Um, why does that sit? Why would that state have three hockey teams at any level? You gotta commit to it. That's why. Okay. Uh, does UNLV have a hockey team? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. Unless they do. Maybe they I think do. They do. They do. Probably now because of those, these people. These fucking people. Those are the goddamn Golden Knights. Um, and then finally, uh, you know, this season with... And again, like I said, it's COVID, it's weird, but 28 other teams managed to have an AHL season. And whether it's financial, uh, whether it's unique concerns about Springfield, Massachusetts <laughs> being particularly hard hit by COVID, which I don't mean to make light of, but I don't know anything about that. Um it is. It just sucks. It's a little weird. And it's, you know, what? not that I was going to, like, glue to the front of the AHL TV screen, but there was a little bit of excitement about, like, ooh, new color, you know, new AHL team. Mm-hmm. Now i got to get used to this. And it's like, nah, you ain't got to get used to nothing. So um, my, one advi- my one piece of advice was I know financial times are tough, and I know our owner doesn't have the deepest pockets in the world to begin with. But maybe, Tom, look into trying to buy one of these mm. AHL franchises. Ever since we sold point. the Rivermen, uh, it's just kind of yeah. been a carousel of that AHL wasn't teams. just a, a perfectly one-way decision, was it, when we sold off all of our franchises' assets? <laughs> I was like, I get it was for the sale to sell the Blues, but it was also just kind of like, eh. Or I guess it happened after the sale. They bought them and they said, we don't want this anymore. And also, on that note, if it, previous Blues franchise owners could own an AHL team, I believe Tom Stillman can. Mm-hmm. He ain't poor. We talk about him like he's destitute sometimes. The man had enough money to buy the Blues, and then the Blues became much more valuable over the course of his ownership. So mm-hmm. I think the man's doing all right. I, it's always such a perfect fit, and I know it'll never happen, but I always think, man, if you can't get an NHL team in Kansas City, at least put our AHL team in oh, Kansas yeah. City. That'd be so sweet. Did we ever end up, did the Sharks, are they going to play in San Jose? I don't know. Because they were talking about playing in Kansas City, which would be cool. I haven't heard anything about that, honestly. I don't know. 
I know they just confirmed today that the Senators and the Maple Leafs can play in their home arenas. I, yeah, I kind of thought that. that was already squared away, but it's officially squared away. So it seems like everyone in Canada gets to play where they belong. Um, and then what was the other home arena stuff I heard? Oh, and then Florida gets like 25% max capacity in their arena, which I think we touched on in a previous podcast. Uh, all jokes aside, but it's like, I guess, you know, that's that's good. NHL is moving in a direction in which you can have fans. If we end the season even with just like 25, 30% capacity in like every stadium or most stadiums, I'd think that's a win. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not asking for full capacity by playoffs or whatever. You don't know. I don't know how all this, how the vaccines gonna roll out or how fast, but like, it'd just be nice to have end the season with some fans yeah. in attendance. Yeah, I hope we do. Certainly, at least in the playoffs. Makes you makes you feel like progress. Progress yeah. is happening. Speaking of things progressing, uh, the, uh, you're right. Young you're people. Um, the World Junior Championship wrapped up. And folks, if you ain't in on the World Junior Championship, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, the World Junior Championship is the, bi- is the biannual, the annual tournament. <laughs> Uh, around Christmas, usually starts Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Boxing Day, um, that, you know, travels, that carries on until about 4th or 5th of January, Mm -hmm. uh, that pits the 10, top 10 nations with players, their players under 20 years old, um, and, um, it's fantastic. You get to see all the top NHL prospects before they become... Uh, NHL players are in some cases slightly after they've become NHL players. Uh, you get to fight for, for, you know, national pride, which is something we could either use a lot more or a lot less of this week. Uh, and, um, it's great. It's fun. It's fun hockey. The kids care a ton. The preliminaries, you know, they kind of suck because Canadians, you know, Team Canada will dirt road Germany 16 to 2 and... U.S. will beat Czech Republic seven to nothing, but like you get through those parts, and there are good games in the prelims as well, and uh, then you get to the qualifying round, and it's great. So I love it. I'm a big fan. I wrote daily previews over at the uh, Hockey Writers for all the games, um, and then the United States won in a game that you ended up watching mm-hmm. most of, um, two to nothing. Uh, shut out by Spencer Knight. I forgot this, but Devin Levi, the goalie in the other net, who had been fantastic all tournament for Team Canada, had several shutouts in a row. Also, uh, Florida Panthers. Really? Oh my God. They have two fantastic goalie prospects and Sergei Bobrovsky for seven more years, or six more years at $12 million. Well, I I guess they're set. Yeah, you know, set for something. Um, (laughs) Set for relocation. That's right. Oh man, Quebec City is going to love the Utica Panthers. I want them to go to Quebec City and not change the name at all. Just be like the, the Quebec City. Or yeah, the what's Quebec the, Panthers. What's the word though for? Uh, isn't there like a French name for mountain lions? Pantera. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I was thinking of polecats. Um, I think it's Le Pousse. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that so funny? Uh, Fact check me. I'm not wrong. Oh snap. Um. 
There are 40 names of a mountain lion? Catamount. That's the one I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, I like that. Let's name them the Quebec Catamounts. Oh, yeah. Mm, I'm, in, I'm in all the way. I don't think that's French at all, especially, but I'm <laughs> down for it anyway. Um, Based in Germanic. The <laughs> Canadians looked unstoppable this whole tournament. and I was uh, like, we're talking about the World Junior, <laughs> Stephen, because I was focused on Quebec City. Continue. Um, and uh, they were great. They had several shutouts in a row in the... Uh, tournament in the actual elimination rounds coming into this final against America, but the United States, after a uh, tough loss to Russia in their first game, also looked pretty unbeatable. Um, you know, everybody favored Canada. I'm not going to hindsight this and say that I boldly predicted that the U.S. would win, but I did have a feeling it would be close and that Canada wouldn't just beat our doors in. Uh, and, the uh, you know, they weathered the first period, got a late goal, got an early goal in the second period, and that was all they needed. They, mm-hmm. you know, controlled parts of the game. They uh, stayed, you know, they stayed within reach of Canada, and Spencer Knight was incredible. And they won 2 to nothing, got to win gold, um, it was really great, and, you know, the Blues unfortunately had um, zero prospects at this <laughs> World Juniors tournament, uh, but they had a really good year there last year with Joel Hofer and Nikita Alexandrov, but um, you got to see some people, uh, you know, Dylan Cousins uh, for Canada and Trevor Zegras for America, who I think are always going to be sort of wed in my mind for being the one and two in this tournament of mm-hmm. just unstoppable, you know, forward glory. Uh, they were both phenomenal. Tim Stutzler, the third overall pick, has uh, not missed a step from that shoulder injury he suffered after the draft. He looked unbelievable, kept Germany in it, got him into the into the elimination round, almost got him past Germ- uh, Russia. Bowen Byram and Vili Heinola were on... Uh, um, which I think it's Hinola, which is really going to screw up my shit from Hinola jokes, <laughs> but oh well. Uh, they were on the uh, Corey Promins all-star ballot. Devin Levi was great. Spencer Knight was great. You get to see Quentin Byfield. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it, was a t- it was a ton of fun. It always is a ton of fun uh, for me. You get to see players... Um, make kind of their first, you know, it's kind of their first big international debut. You know, Tim Stutzle is the guy that you've heard a lot about, but you haven't gotten to see him because Germany wasn't at this level last year. Maybe they were, maybe they were here last year. Um, but you know, you haven't get to, see, you don't get to see much of him unless you're just a complete. Yeah. This is the first time I saw him period. So I, I don't know. I just love the world junior. I feel like I'm kind of an advocate for it because I don't think enough hockey fans know about it. And usually it's happening right during the middle of, of the hockey season. You know, and maybe it fills some time during the Christmas break. But by the time it ends, you know, regular hockey is in full swing. Uh, but this year it was the only show in town, and, and I really enjoyed it. So how did you feel about the final? I liked it a lot. I was impressed by how fast the U.S. Oh, looked yeah, overall. Super fast. Um, just, felt, just felt like, I don't know, felt very much like... Uh, Blues versus Bruins, I guess, in like a game four, where it was like I was worried the whole time that Canada was going to come back uh-huh. and win it, but it was just always out of reach. And and other than maybe like the last ten minutes, which was obviously just going to be a giant push by Canada, um, the U.S. seemed to control pretty much the entire middle half of mm-hmm. that game. Um, I was I was very impressed. I was I was a little sad that 
there I always like the blues connection and that there was zero blues yeah. prospects on any teams, uh, which kind of speaks to, I guess, like our our goodness as a team because we don't That's get one to have positive way of looking we're at so it. good that we don't get to have high draft picks um but also i really remember enjoying this tournament in 2018 2018 uh, 2019 yeah yeah it's technically 2019 oh it's yeah the year it ends but yeah yeah it's like the robert thomas jordan Cairo, no no it was Clem 2018 because it would have been the 2017 tournament crazy um, but yeah, those they were all in it. And then mm. last year, Costum was there and being a complete child, which was great. Oh, yeah. Um, I just... Hofer had his breakout. That's kind of where we, he awoke. Mm. Um, I like having that connection. Yeah. But it's nice. It's nice to. I like to connect these players with their teams and, like, oh, no, the Ducks have these guys. Oh, no, LA has these guys. I'm like, ah. Well, we'll be, we won't be in necessarily the same division come after COVID times, but we're going to be in the same conference yeah. and we'll still be seeing plenty of them. It's really hard for me not to get so excited, though, where it's like, oh, I get it. So Trevor Zegras is Connor McDavid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, where it's like, no, he's not just going to be that good at the NHL level, but mm-hmm. he was phenomenal. It was a lot of fun. So I just didn't want to, we hadn't talked about it in the last couple of weeks, so I didn't want it to go totally on on. Uh, noticed or unmentioned uh, things that will neither be unnoticed or unmentioned this season are the ads on the helmets that the blues are getting uh, this was a foregone conclusion um, the um, blues announced today that their partners will be Stiefel and uh, Enterprise on their away right Enterprise on the whites and yep. Stiefel on the homes homes yeah. um, I'll tell you, Ian, I don't care at all. I thought I used to, I probably would have cared about this at one point. And now I'm like, I mean, especially in the pandemic, but make your money. Make Mm. why? Who cares? I don't know what Stiefel is paying, but let's say it's even $1 million. $1 million. It's probably more than that, right? Mm -hmm. But let's say it's even $500,000 a piece. You just paid for, like, Kyle Clifford or somebody, you know? Like, I don't... You can't sell tickets. You mm-hmm. got you got to make money. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how brutal it's going to be when this CBA comes due and, and anyway, and, you know, how how much the, the owners are going to feel like they've got to get their, their blood sport back and, you know, get their pound of flesh from not having balanced revenue all, all this time. So do what you can to make the money that you can. And I'll go right out and say it. Put put ads on the jerseys, too. I know people are upset. Um, listen, the Team USA had Chipotle armbands mm. on both shoulders, at, right at the right at where the sleeve met the shoulder of the jersey. And they weren't even applied well. They looked like stickers <laughs> that were just kind of put on their askew and guess what when the puck dropped i didn't care at all because i was watching a very good hockey game i was like though you'll be used to them so fast like i honestly had the same thought a lot of people did when i saw these like stiefel looked fine it barely barely pops out of the blue helmet and then the enterprise kind of sticks out because it's a big green square 
on a white helmet and you're like, oh, is that, we don't even wear green. That's going to look weird on the helmet, blah, blah, blah. But how, like, they're zoomed in on someone's face for a face-off or when these dudes are just kind of skating around. Yeah. When you're in the heat of the moment and you're watching them celebrate or you're watching from afar like you do for 99% of the game, it doesn't matter in the least. Like, it doesn't matter at all. Nope. You'll get so used to it. I've, I've, I think I've been alive the entire time there's been board advertisements. I'm pretty sure they were there in 1990. Honestly, honestly, it looks weirder when I see an old game and they're not there. I know, I'm like, man, this is like, blank space. Why are these space? boards so white? Um, yeah, I mean, I, listen, if you're a, a long-time hockey fan and this bothers you, I get it. I'm not trying to belittle that. But, I'm trying to belittle that. <laughs> no, I just... I don't know. It's it's a thing that I if I was if I really wanted the purest form of hockey, sure, don't put them on there, mm. you know. But I also get really tired of the slippery slope argument where it's like, in five years it'll just be Europe where there's advertisements all over the ice and advertisements on the jerseys and advertisement advertisements advertisements. And it's like, nah, it's not gonna be guy, <laughs> you know, because no, because they're not going to, first of all, they're not going to do anything. The only reason they're doing this is because the NBA caved to advertisements on the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to do anything that the other leagues in North America don't do because the other leagues in North America are the trendsetters, and if they do it first, they'll look ridiculous. So, but anyway, I, it just doesn't bother me. And the, the division thing... If we just should go ahead and talk about that mm. now, they've named the divisions. They haven't named them. They're still the West and the Central and the North and the North and the East. Yeah. But they're now the Honda, the Scotia. Discover, Scotia Bank, and Mass Mutual. Which two of those are extraordinarily regional, and two of them are not so much. I guess Honda is pretty Pacific, but if we're gonna have ad, if we're gonna have um, sponsorships for these, I've. I would wish they'd go like crazy. I know these are obviously companies that have the money to pay for this and you're, mm. you're just going to take the highest bidder and stuff like that. But I would love to see like an Applebee's division. Oh, love it. Yeah. I would love a Kmart division. No, yeah. Go all the, go as far as you can. You think, you think Kmart's got K- the money? You <laughs> think they unfile bankruptcy <laughs> buy a division? We got it. I've been waiting just for this moment, so Mr. Kmart. This is the return of the great Kmart, Kmart Enterprise. It's like, no, Enterprise is on the blues jerseys already, sir. Um, that one... That one bothers me. That people are gonna hate this argument, but that one bothers me because Gary Bettman won't put ads on the jerseys. Hmm. You're gonna allow your divisions to be called the Honda Division and the Discover Division and the Mass Mutual Division and the Scotia Division, but you're worried that a what do you think let's say a, a macy's ad on a new york rangers jersey <laughs> is gonna ruin the franchise or damage the credibility of your league you've yeah. got to protect the sacred jersey this is this is this is the problem with the nhl it's like that's the sacred jersey that rocket richard wore you can't put anything on the on the canadian jersey Nobody knows who Rocket Richard is, guys. I 
am a co-host of a hockey podcast, and I only kinda know. I know, I know who Rocket Richard is, but like, I don't really, I don't, he's, this, you're not baseball, you're not, Mm. it's not Babe Ruth where these guys are immortal and they've been talked about throughout the generations. Maybe in Canada, to be fair, maybe in Canada that's more true. Um, Well, you know, like. But it's the constant, go ahead. You know how like in, there'll be a classic movie Uh and then they'll release a sequel like 25 years later. And it'll it'll undo all the things you liked about the first movie, and it's just shitty and blah blah. And they're like they ruined this, and it's like I I do understand that general feeling when you see that movie, but that first movie still exists, and it's great, and you can just watch that movie. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel with these like a jersey advertisement. It's like Rocket Richard did wear this jersey, and it had no ads. And every time you watch it and look at it, and anytime he's in it, no ads, and it's perfect, and it's it'll never change. But now, there are there are ads on jerseys, and you might not like it, but it doesn't destroy the Canadians' jersey. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I understand their Rocket point Rashad of view. also played during a time where the goalies didn't wear masks. <laughs> yeah, it's just And different. where he had a wooden stick, and where his skates were, you know, hewn out of thunderbolts or yeah. whatever the how hell. Could, how could Rocket Richard, like, how can we uh, put ads on the boards? Those are the boards that yeah, Rocket Richard exactly. skated around and skated by, and you're like, man, it... Times just change, and I get it. I understand that people don't like, like the corporate shit in sports and everything. But also, sports are here, unfortunately, like most things in life, for your entertainment, but also primarily to make money because they're a business. And so that's just, it's just going to happen. I guess my point is like I don't necessarily like it either, but you could be, you could get yourself in a froth and get all angry about it. But they're still gonna be there. Yeah, I don't. No love matter it. what, I'm not like, oh, God. I just gotta get a Schnooks logo on the blue <laughs> shoulder. Like, although, although the oh, honestly, logo they should put it on there. Don't put the name. Just put the little soldier guy and don't explain. Oh it yes. Uh, and then they're like, "Is that like the new trumpet logo?" And it's like, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> Wait until you get a glimpse of this shit. <laughs> Look at this store." Um, yeah, if you say Schnooks to people outside of the Schnooks realm of where they exist, outside of the upper Midwest, people are real confused. We are like the southern tip of Schnooks's web of lies. <laughs> I said Schnooks to some Minnesotans. They're like, "What? You go to Schmucks? <laughs> You're a schmuck, Schmuckers?" Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, my, so I don't love it. It's not like I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta get jerseys ads but like what bothers me is the things that the nhl chooses to and chooses not to pick a fight on that's what really wears me down you're gonna pick a fight on jersey ads you're not gonna pick a fight on your division's names to me that's completely arbitrary and ridiculous Mm -hmm. and the fight you should be picking is growing this game and making it more popular and getting more people to see it and if money allows you to do that then take the money (laughs) and if discover is more interested in backing your other pursuits or giving you NHL team cards or making putting Connor McDavid in commercials or whatever the hell. Don't do that, though. He's... Well, he's got no life at all to him. But, you <laughs> no know, maybe on ice commercial. My point is, like, you Here's need to fake. build your brand. And this brand, I'm, there's a book over there on my headstand, headboard, book board tombstone. called As the Lights Before the Lights Go Out by Sean Fitzgerald of The Athletic. 
Uh, it's behind the pillow. I promise it's there. It's I've read about a, a hundred pages of it below, below behind the pillow. <laughs> below, Whatever. I'm not looking Alexa, for it anymore. Next to the Alexa. Anyway, um, it is uh, a book about you know just how the the costs of hockey and how hard it is to get people into the game, and it's well written and it's fun, and he follows the Peterborough Peets. For a season and it's great but the whole point of like this sport isn't guaranteed to be there in 50 years because it's prohibitively expensive to get into and um it is you know not a financial powerhouse at the highest level and i would like it to be there in 50 years so that i can hopefully take my kids and grandkids to nhl games so if putting a discover logo on the jersey or on the boards, or on the division, or on the coach's forehead, for all the frick I care, allows me to do that, then that's fine. And you can make your slippery slope arguments. Guess what? Even if the ice is painted discover orange, it's still going to be hockey. Oh, I would like that, though. Yeah, that'd be great. I know, that's what's in that big Elliot Friedman or Jeff Merrick Jeff thing. Merrick wants blue ice. Yeah, he's a freak. But I mean, anyway. now I don't like it anymore because no, he came he up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my point is, we'll move on. We've been ranting on this, but people, you know, Connor McNabbit is maybe the most amazing athlete in the world right now, and people don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was today or yesterday was the one year anniversary of that goal. Um, no against Toronto. Against Toronto, that was just insane. People don't. People haven't seen that clip. Doesn't get on Sports Center. Not. I mean, it probably did that night, but it's not revisited over and over again. Their token once a month hockey clip. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why are you do what you need to do to keep the league alive and grow the brand, and stop picking stupid battles about your history that nobody cares about? Because I I love the history and I want to. F- I want to protect the history, but if hockey's dead in 50 years, nobody's going to care who Rocket Richard was. Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyway, that got more heated than I meant for it to. That's a five-minute major. Also, the two... <laughs> Back <laughs> from the dead. We should have done it. Also, the two-year anniversary today, and by two, I know I must mean 15, of Jordan Bennington's debut against the Philadelphia Flyers in a... Three to nothing shutout, two to mm-hmm. nothing shutout, and the nothing. debut of Laura Brannigan as our post game song. Laura Brannigan has not been involved in any other scuffles or anything on this day at any point in history, certainly not today. So, you know, or her estate or her songs. Um, so, uh, you know, transitioning that to if I had told you, good news is, Ian, look at the bright side. If I had told you <laughs> that. On the I'll day try. that Jordan Bennington debuted, if I had told you that the Blues would win the Stanley Cup, but that they would only have one season and that two years from that date in the middle of January, we would be hosting training camp, oh you boy. would have assumed that they had somehow manufactured their way into another uh, lockout. But I could have gladly been able to tell you that it wasn't a lockout, but in fact a crippling global pandemic <laughs> that caused the shutdown. So, you know, I, I'm positives. happier. Yeah, I'm look on the now. bright side. Oh, boy. The NHL uh, has allowed teams that made the playoffs to start training camp. They had to give those other teams the three-day head start because that'll solve it. 
That'll help the Sabres not be the Sabres anymore. I don't understand that in the uh, least. But sure, fine. It just apparently they silly. really wanted it too. And it's like, all right. We get a start. Uh, all right. In the new year. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, uh, forwards who are there? Sammy Blay, Braden Shen, Zach Stanford. We don't have anyone below number nine. Anyway. Um... Kyle Clifford, Jaden Schwartz. Yeah, defenseman. Never mind. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Sammy Blay, Braden Shin, Zach Stanford, Kyle Clifford, not a blues. Jaden Schwartz, Robert Thomas, Tyler Bozak, Jordan Cairo, Nathan Walker, Mackenzie McEachern, Sam Anis. Anus. I mean, it's not, but that's <laughs> but what we'll say. Well he stole 33 from Jordan Cairo for some reason, who switched to 25. 25. So. Jordan Cairo became C-Butts, and Jordan and Sam Anus, for some reason, was like, I'm going to become Jordan Cairo. Uh, Ivan Barbashev, Nolan Stevens, Austin Pagansky, Hugh McGing, the Tiny Dynamo, David Perron, Jacob Delarose, Jake Neighbors, Mike Hoffman on a professional tryout, and Oscar Sundquist, Curtis McKenzie, Tanner Kaspic, and Ryan O'Reilly, Captain Ryan O'Reilly. Um... Carl Gunnarsson, Marco Scandell, Vince Dunn, Steven Santini, who it's weird to me as a blue, Mitch Reinke, Robert Bortuzzo, Jake Wallman, Tori Krug, Scott Perunovich, Colton Pareko, Justin Falk, Tyler Tucker, and Nico Mikola, the defenseman, and Joel Hofer, John Gillies, Vili Husso, and Jordan Benininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininininin
or or on the taxi squad or whatever but it's like we kind of know what the lineup is going to be and so i'm more interested i guess in how those those lines we know or those players that we know will be on this team how the lines shake out and the pairings shake well, out let's get right there then mm-hmm. uh john gillies is the most important part of this team agree uh, he's he's a linchpin he's a piece. he's one of the pins he is more of a piece than I wanted him to be when I read this offseason that the Blues have signed John Gillies. Do you not like it when people in meetings will say, like, we'll talk about something and they bring it up themselves, then 15 minutes later they go, let's put a pin in that for now, though. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, that's terrible. Yeah, you pulled the pin out. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. Um, Sorry, it made me think of pins. That's fine. I get it. Uh, that's so let's put worst. a pin in John Gillies. <laughs> Uh, Shin O'Reilly Perron as your top line. Mm-hmm. And your second line is Schwartz Thomas Hoffman. Whoa! That's something. That's different. Whoa! Just committing to it. I've seen very little resistance among Blues fans, or even just obviously their coaches and staff, um, against Shen not being a center anymore uh-huh like it seemed like for a while when we were like well we're gonna move robert thomas up the lineup and he's gonna have to play when fans were saying that at the end of last year people were like well where is he gonna play shen's a center and o'reilly's a center and people were like well shen's gonna move to wing and i felt like i saw a lot of people yeah i feel like i saw a lot of people on twitter go no you can't move shen to wing and i was like yeah you can't <laughs> and it, it's just nice to see that they're not like it doesn't seem like they're toying around with the idea of like well he's a center here he's a wing there who knows we'll, we'll find out it seems like and it's just training camp lines that they're sticking him on wing and we'll see how it goes but i'm glad that they've committed to okay if robert thomas is in the top six we're using him as a center and not as just some like weird winger as he was with bozak or whoever all these uh-huh. years so I'm glad. I'm glad to see that. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm, that's the thing. Watching him is like my number one excitement factor this year. That is my heroine. Got, uh, that is my heroine. Oh yeah. Hoffman is a, you know, is a talentless ass clown, but he can score goals. <laughs> I did. Did you send me that tweet where, yeah, it was basically like Robert Thomas uh, was like missing Hoffman on passes and whatnot. Yep. Gotta find him on that on front the front foot. foot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's a joke that no one listening to this podcast will get. And you're out in the cold, uh, folks. But uh, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll gel. It's only been a couple couple of uh, practices here. But yeah, it's. I like seeing Thomas have a threat on his line. Like David Perron could be, Braden Shen could be, yada yada. But Mike Hoffman scored thirty plus goals in the last like four seasons, mm-hmm. five seasons in a row. Like just to get the dude the puck, uh, whether it be on the power play or or on five on five, and you're gonna get some points there. Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, the third line is uh, Zach Sanford, Tyler Bozick, and Jordan Cairo. Oh. Bit of a surprise here. Sammy, why not in the lineup? And Probably because he's injured, though. You know, well, just kidding. Pre-injured. He's pre-injured. He's getting ready for that injury. <laughs> we got to get you training and not be on the team, Sammy. Kyle Clifford, Oscar Sundquist, and Ivan Barbashev are the bottom line. Krug Pareko, not a huge surprise. Scandella Falk, not a huge surprise. And Dunn Bortuzzo, not a huge surprise. 
Surprise. Is Carl Gunnarsson, he's skating, right? He's, he's not. He's yeah. not injured. That's another he's thing. He's got to check. But he's not injured, no. <laughs> Carl, get ready to be injured. Yeah. Um, uh, you want to go through Baruby's thoughts here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've got to get you with a trick question. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Oh, uh, yeah. Baruby mentioned a couple to a couple different reporters that he told Blay that just because uh, Blay's not playing on the third line right now doesn't mean he won't get the opportunity. It sounds like Zach Sanford's probably going to be a staple on the third line there until he proves otherwise. And then you'll see Blay and Kairou flip flopping a bit here and there. Whoa. I'm kind of happy to see them both having third line minutes though instead of this weird like well we'll shove sammy blay on the fourth line mm-hmm. and Kyrie gets third line then we'll swap them in game and it's like nah like let's let's try one at a time one at a time on the third line and figure out what you got rather than this weird shuffling mid game where you're like well Kyrie did play but it was a wacky six minutes where four of them were on the third line and two of them were on the fourth line yeah. and you're like what is this? What are we doing? <laughs> What's your game here? Yeah, and I think I, I tend to look at these and forget that it's a season, especially this season, that's going to have unpredictability and it's going to have injuries and everything. It's, I, t- I look at it like, how are we going to... If, what if he misses a 10-game stretch because Sammy Blaze red hot? And it's like, there will be other places to play. you mm-hmm. know. So Ryan O'Reilly will have a severed hand. Oh, <laughs> just... No, oh, dagger me. Oh, that'd be so sad. Oh, God. If his career was just over... Oh, God, now you're going real dark. He severed his hand! I was just joking about that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, next bullet point. <laughs> Right. They reattached it, Stephen. It's all good. It seems like I really got Jolly Roger dressed. <laughs> uh, Ruby mentioned that he likes everything he's seeing from Kyra, though. Uh, that Kyra just needs his effort to be consistent this year, game to game, shift to shift. Seems like has the same old, been a same old. His effort has been consistent. Yeah, Connor McDavid. <laughs> Why don't you be Connor McDavid, Jordan? For Christ's sakes. And he died for that period. You remember when Robbie Fabry scored in Connor McDavid's first game and he gave him shit about it and uh, said so to... Darren Payne? Oh. Oh, good time. Robbie Fabry <laughs> might not have been what we all wanted here, but he was what we needed. We were we deserve. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ruby said Sunquist and Barbashev are interchangeable at center and right wing on the fourth line. I just found that interesting because I think Sunquist or Barbashev, sorry, for the most part has played the center role on that line, mm-hmm. but it seems like they're trying Sunquist out there too because he's a little center, center experience as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting that a lot of their comments have been about the bottom six and things like that because it sounds like they're pretty solid in what they want to do with their top six, which is is good to see. And I'm like super duper interested more than past years in our top six just because I want to see what Robert Thomas can do in that mm-hmm. sort of role and what Mike Hoffman is and Shen at wing and just the whole shebang, baby. And I'm most interested in this power play. Oh, Maybe with the yeah. deeds in. Yes, the first power play uh, unit that was practicing was Shen, O'Reilly, Perron, Hoffman, and Krug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Hoffman uh, has been a point guy in, in other power play reels that I've seen. Yeah. Kind of that cycling role that uh, Tarasenko's been in before where he's coming in from uh, the point. Is Hoffman... Holy crap. If Tarasenko gets healthy, he just replaces, like, Perron or Shen on this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so they were talking on 101 today. I listened to a little bit of Rutherford on there in the morning, and he was talking about Disgusting. how they like 
how they like uh, Mike Hoffman on this power play unit because he basically slots in where Tarasenko was normally, but that he is more apt to do the one-timer, use the one-timer. Uh-huh. Uh, Which is a good question then of why is Tarasenko <laughs> in that spot? Well, I guess it's always, they were talking about, well, Tarasenko doesn't like doing that and he likes taking it by the point and then skating it in and doing his little shimmy, you know, and it works. But I think they were saying with having Hoffman on one side and Perron on another side, they have a threat of like a one-timer on both sides. Ooh. And I was like, ooh, double Give threat. I'm already. I'm already. Ryan going to have 700 points uh, this year. I'm already not disappointed. even adjusted for a full season. I'm already disappointed in this power play yeah, because I'm like, if you're not number one, you're done. <laughs> this should be the best power play. I don't you care. Ain't first, where, you're last. I don't care that there's a power play with Connor McDavid on it. This nope, power this play is unit is spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turned on. And then power play unit two. Uh, Prepared to be a little more flaccid. A little, <laughs> a little less flaccid. Uh, Schwartz, Bozak, Thomas, Dunn, and Pareko. The most interesting part of that power play unit is that there's no Justin Falk. Yeah. Also, Bozak at center and Thomas at the wing? I guess. like they, I think they like Bozak as... Or, I don't know. I don't know where they'll f- flip him around. Maybe Bozak's behind the net. Maybe, Maybe he's the instead bumper. Instead of Bozak... It's Justin Falk. Fuck. You go three defensemen on your power play. Justin Falk the whole time. Yeah, what did you trade for Justin Falk for, though, is my question here. He's to replace Petrangelo, but Petrangelo played on the power play, yeah. so... And Falk isn't as good at the non-power play stuff that Petrangelo did. I'm sure they'll toss him in there at some point, perhaps. I'm sure. I don't know. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Yeah, you, so. hear, you hear it a thousand times. There have been scrimmages. We're not going to dive deep into the scrimmages. Oh, one thing to. about the We're scrimmages. Gonna dive We're deep diving into in. The we are. I've got notes <laughs> upon right, notes. So get it right. You, you asked for it. this. I asked for this. <laughs> No, the one thing I was going to say was Rutherford was talking about uh, Mikula looking really good in these scrimmages and in practices. He was, he's was he been very impressed. So I think, obviously, Mikula had uh, five games in the NHL last year, and he looked really good in all five. I think he's probably your sneaky pick to crack the lineup oh, more often than not. Oh, yeah. You got your done, your whoever going down. You just sneak Mikula right in there ahead of... Uh, broken Gunnarsson. bones, Carl Gunnarsson. Oh, poor guy. He's got great taste, though. He's got great taste in clothes. Dresses like a man. And that's all I got to say about that. I agree. I agree. All right. So that's the Blues. That's the season. Next week we'll have games to cover, like yeah. actual games to discuss. But in the interim, let's go through these two divisions. We will not drag this out. Like we did last. Because these divisions suck. Just kidding. They're um, probably the most intriguing, too. It's an hour, so, you know, five minutes tops per division, per team. And we shouldn't even go that long. It's an hour. <laughs> Let's start with the Nova Scotia division. The uh. Nova Scotia division. The Calgary Flames were 79 points last year, finished third in the Pacific, but got beat in the first round after passing the qualifying round. They've got Matthew Kachuk, Donnie Goodrow, Elias Lindholm, Sean Milehan, Mikhail Back when they're all coming back. TJ Brody is not, Austin Zarnak is not, Derek Forbort, Tobias Reeder, Eric Gustafson, Cam Talbot, and Mark Jankowski are all out, but Jacob Markstrom, Chris Tanez, Louis Domingue, Joachim Nordstrom, Alex Petrovic, and Josh Levo are in. Ian, your thoughts on the Calgary Flames? This team is 
the Nashville Predators. But. Yeah, yeah, but. They are but. They're just like, I look at them and I look at Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan and I see, uh, I see Johansson and I see fucking, uh, what's his face? The other one. The yeah. old avalanche guy. Why do I want to say Dubois? It starts with a D, doesn't it? No. Duchesne. Duchesne. That's right. Matt okay. Duchesne. I yeah. didn't think of it either. I see these guys. I see Johnny Gaudreau. I see Monaghan. I think of those two guys. I'm like, you guys are great players. And for some reason, it's, it's not, not happening. It's, not <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I I look at Calgary, and I said this about the Blues, and then the Blues won the Cup, so I could be dead wrong. But this team just needs to start over right now, yeah. <laughs> which is like, of course they're not going to do that. That'd be silly. But it's also like, you're going to do it in three years. You'll be doing it in three years, I think. They'll, they'll trade Johnny Gaudreau. Matthew Chuck will be there. That's going to be all in shambles. Yada, yada, go on and go forth. But it's like, they're, they're fine. Mm. They're a fine team pretending to be good. Yes. Yeah, they're like, we are so good, and they are just fine. But Johnny Gaudreau is a free agent in two years. Yeah. Trade him he, now he, he to gone. us. Oh, he gone. Sammy Belay, uh, <laughs> Robert Bortuzzo, Zach Sanford, and a third for Johnny <laughs> Gaudreau. We'll take him. It's done. Johnny, uh, Johnny Hockey. No, the one thing that's good about this team is that they went back to their retro jerseys. They are magnifique. They are probably like one of my top five favorite jerseys in the league right now. So good. They're bringing back that, uh, Flaming Horse for their reverse retro. I love it. If there's anything I like about Calgary, it's the jerseys, it's the colors, but their team is fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was my comment on the Flames <laughs> was uh, to agree. I said they were a lot like the middle tens St. Louis Blues, and they are. Yeah. They uh, are in that spot where it's like they're always the same team and they're always fine but they're never good they're the oshi seems to have that big a problem with they're them. the oshi stasny bacchus blues yeah. where you're like yeah you're we like, you hit the ceiling but you think you can break through but you can't jacob markstrom is here is that your five percent it's not your five percent because now he's not going to be the goalie anymore um the Edmonton Oilers finished in 83 points and lost in four games to the Blackhawks in a depressing qualifying oh. round series. They have the Hart Trophy winner Leon Draisaitl and some schlub named Connor McDavid and not a lot else. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is still there for one more year. Zach Cassian and Oscar Quattro. Look at that point drop Woo! 110, 97, 61, 34, 34. Jeez Louise. Uh, Marcus Granlin, Mike Green, Andreas Athanasiu, and Matt Benning are out. Kyle Turris, Anton Forsberg, Tyson Berry, Dominic Cahoon are in. Jesse Puyo-Yarvi oh, yeah. is back. In mm-hmm. could this be kind of a surprise team this year? I like the Kyle Turris signing. I like the Dominic Cahoon signing, which isn't at all... Influenced by the fact that I was forced to draft him with the zero dollars I had left on my I team love it. He, I hope he does great. <laughs> phenomenal. He's going to be on Connor McDavid's wing and get 70 points. But um, they don't have the best young prospect core. Mm-hmm. But if Puyo Yarvi looks like a third or fourth overall pick like he was, 
Um, and if uh, Philip Bruberg, which uh, is the saddest thing in the world to me that his name's not pronounced Broberg, but it apparently isn't. Mm-hmm. If he comes up and is he looked great and stretches in the World Juniors, really creative offensive defenseman. If if he and Evan Bouchard come up and kind of rehab their defense and they get you know Kyle Turris in a bounce back season, Tyson Berry in a bounce back season, I think they made some smart low risk moves to add to what they could with their salary cap hell that they're in. And I'm just kinda interested and maybe we say this every season. We probably do. We probably did last year. Um but I'm interested to watch the Oilers. If NHL T V didn't cost seven hundred million dollars even for an abbreviated season, I would buy it and I watch the Oilers a lot. Mm-hmm. The Oilers are one of two teams I've watched a lot and I forgot who the other one was. So the Oilers are the team I'd watch a lot. The Hurricanes. Maybe they're boring. Anyway, we'll get to them later. Now we got to them last week. <laughs> the Oilers. Ian, <laughs> your thoughts? Uh, they're, they're fine. Like the Flames are fine, <laughs> but they're ceiling much, much higher. Yeah. Um, I, man, you watched you watched a t- lot of the Chicago series. What happened? What was the problem? Oh, um, they're terrible. Their goaltending's terrible, and their team is terrible. <laughs> that. Was that series was the argument against a qualifying round? Mm-hmm. That series, the 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 entirety of that series, Leon Dreisaitl was not as big a deal as he should have been. That entire series was Connor McDavid versus the Chicago Blackhawks. He literally, I think, scored like four goals or something in the one game they won. I mean, it was phenomenal. It was insane, insane throughout, um, and it was a lot of just back and forth track meet type nonsense. Uh, they're not they're not fundamentally a good team, so maybe everything I just said is dumb, because the more I think about that series, the more worried I am. But they have Dreisaitl and they have McDavid, and it's like, just how like... How does that not alone mm. make you relevant? But then your fourth and third, fifth guys have 34 points, and you're probably going to lose Ryan Nugent Hopkins this offseason. So it's just like... <sighs> it's just a weird... Amalgam of a team where I look at it and I think, how do you make this better, like feasibly? Like, how do you make it better? Oh, you oh, just get better I'll players. Tell you the nar- but what the narrative is going to be? The narrative is going to be bring Taylor Hall back. Oh, you know it, Ian, Ian. You know they're talking about bringing Taylor Hall. That's back. fine. That's with not that going to solve Hopkins your problem. Money. Taylor Hall and Connor McDavid, Ian, with that oh, Nugent Hopkins fuck. money. Oh my God! Think about the money, and they have. $26 million to play with next year. Don't do it. Ryan Nugent Hopkins <laughs> off the books. Alex Chason off the books. Adam Larson off the books. Chris Russell, two more years. <laughs> Was he bought out? He's because one year is $1.25 million, so he must have been bought out or something. I'm, I'm getting sadder no, about the Oilers. No, he's still on the roster. I don't get how that works. Anyway... Yeah, this team sucks. Moving on. Montreal Canadiens, 71 points last year. The heroes, the heroes, the champions of the qualifying round, defeating, defeating the Pittsburgh Penguins in four games. This is what happens when I try to talk fast. And too much White Claw. Yeah, oh, way too much. Grapefruit, baby. Uh, nooners, except it's not a Nooner. It's, it's a competitor. Claw. It's a White Claw. Uh, they lost to the Philadelphia Flyers in the first round. Tomas Tatar, 61 points. Philip Deneau, Max Domi is no longer there. Brendan Gallagher and Nick Suzuki had a fantastic breakout rookie season. Max Domi and Charles Houdon are out. 
uh, Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli, Jake Allen, Joel Edmondson, Michael Furalik, and Corey Perry are in. This could be legitimately one of the most interesting teams to watch next year. Mm -hmm. They have some great youngsters coming up. Yeah, why do I keep youngsters? Makes me sound so oldy. You're almost thirty. You're turning thirty this year. (sighs) Welcome, come join me. Yes. The Uh, worst part about thirty is the barrier to forty is gone. uh Anyways, uh enjoy. You'll be chugging a lot of white claws in your 30s, I'll oh, tell you what. Oh, yeah. Chugging to forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that should be that should be the uh, slogan for white claw. White claw, you're 30. You're <laughs> <laughs> 30. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. Um, the... Uh, Canadians have a lot of young talent. Kotkaniemi... Suzuki, Romanoff will be coming soon. Cole Caulfield looked great in the World Juniors. Victor Mete, Ryan Poling. They've got some good young players. They brought in some good players. I love that Tyler Toffoli signing. That was the only one that I really thought was like a, a clear COVID highway robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in an extended Jake Allen, which, look, if you're going to spend $15 million on goaltending, I guess do it with those two. Sure. Joel Edmondson's there. TJ Oshie, they'll trade for at some point. Maybe <laughs> like Patrick Bergwind will come all back. All the blues, baby. Um, I, this is the team that I think... Corey Perry's dirty and oh gross, God. but that's like a fine depth sign. He's there for your playoff run. Yeah. Um, and to make the long, cold walk to the back during the Winter Classic. Retire, buddy. I think you got to retire. Um, I'm very interested in this team. I think when you were talking about getting like, you know the NHL center ice or whatever, and, like, what team you'd watch. I think this would be the team I'd watch the most. This is the team I'm... In French. Oh, yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. I'm rooting for this team over, I think, any other Canadian team this year. Other than Ottawa, but Ottawa's not doing shit. Oh, I still want any of these teams to get just absolutely shit-kicked in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. I want that. I want whoever they go up against just to dirt road them. them. Just bam, baby. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back to America, you (laughs) fucks. America, but kick him in the chest. No disrespect no... to our Canadian listeners. <laughs> oh no, disrespect to oh. our. Can- you know what, Canada? Fuck. Get it together. Uh yeah, no, I agree. They're a they're a fascinating team to watch. I will eventually cave and buy the NHL on ice package, and then I will know how good they are. But um, yeah, they are fun. Ottawa Senators not gonna be as fun. <laughs> um, but I think they'll be a lot more fun. They will certainly not have a minus 52 goal differential, Oof. God willing, because that would be more goals than games, or almost. They were um, so bad last year, but not quite as bad as the year prior. But I I thought of this because I was looking at goal differential, but the Red Wings had like 150-something, minus 150 or something ridiculous. Even like the Kings and all these bad teams they'll get to had like a minus 30, a minus 40, 150. Anyways, so Ottawa, you're not Detroit, and you're getting better. I think you'll get there before they do. I'm hoping. One of the teams that got an early start with their shortened uh, whatever (laughs) thing, Uh, Brady Kachuk, they're a top scorer already. What a young stud he is. Connor Brown. Did you know Brady Kachuk had like, 
200, 300 hits last oh, year. Really? Oh, man. I want him so bad. Ian. It's never going to happen, and I want it so bad. At least give us one of them. No, both. both. It's got to be both, and Robert Thomas on a line. I think the only way you get that done is if we get uh, that guy that drafted the Sedins here. Oh, yeah. Give me, give me, yeah, give me Brian Burke. We need Brian Burke here to get it done. I'll take Brian Burke every day. I would... I would hate Brian Burke managing this team, but I would love watching Brian Burke manage this team. That'd be news all the time, baby. With his tie that's untied. What a look. What a trend to set. It's not a trend. It's only him that does it. His look is always, I just got off work. Yeah. His look is, I just stepped in to Shooter J's and ordered a Budweiser. And it's 5.37 p.m. And I cannot take one more minute of this shit. <laughs> and I am in middle management. And they call me Mr. Burke. And I do not want them to. All I want to be is their friends. Won't anyone be my friend? And that's the Brian Burke Ward. Uh, the Senators have said goodbye to Michael Bodker, Mark Borowiecki, Matthew Pekka, Jordan Sforts, Anthony Duquer, Anders Nilsson, Marion Gabrick, and they have said hello to Matt Murray of Guinea Dead On Off, Alex Galchenyuk, Eric Branson, Austin Watson, Derek Stepan, Cedric Paquette, uh, Braden Coburn, and perhaps the most important, uh, we didn't consider draft picks on this list, but perhaps the most important new addition, of course, mm. is... Uh, Eugene Melnick's blog, um, and then also Tim Stutzla. But uh, obviously a good young team on the up. Not a good young team yet. They're not a good young team. Uh, Brady Kachuk is phenomenal. Josh Norris, very good. Alex Formanton, Drake Batherson, Eric Brandstrom, all quite good. And I think Tim Stutzla is the real deal. They've got Jake uh, Sanderson farther away as well. Matt Murray, uh, Dadenoff, you know, as Derek Stepan, that trade that just went down recently, uh, Paquette, you know, I think they they did a, a really smart thing with that cap dump deal on the where they actually also weirdly dap, dumped salary, but somehow it was still a cap dump. That's a, that's a real that's a real Tim Dorian uh, Tim uh, what's his name Peter Dor Pierre yeah. Dorian um, <laughs> you Tim got Dorian. there Tim Dorian uh, that's a real Pierre Dorian uh, real uh, that's a that's he that's a real home run right there you picked up a good young player and a great pick by dumping salary mm-hmm. but not quite but kind of so you know I think he's a great GM I think he's just Unfortunately, yeah, on the Ottawa Senators. Um, So, you know, they're not there this year. They're not going to make the playoffs in this division, I don't think. But they'll be fun to watch. Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk. A lot of reasons to root for this team, except for their owners. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Ian, I I told you uh, over over the weekend a bit of my nerddom uh, from the wrestling world. There's a, a very famous uh, inner promo, is what they're called in wrestling, but a guy talking on a microphone where uh, it's CM Punk and he talking about John Cena says, I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. 
I'm the best in the world. And that idea always comes to mind when I think of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just, I don't, I don't think I hate them as much as I think I want to, but then I think about people saying that they're so great and talking about them constantly, mm-hmm. and I can't help them. I can't help but hate them. Um, so, in any case, that was uh, my random rant about that. But once again, kind of to that point, they finished third in their division last year, just 81 points. It's one thing to say, yeah, well, we finished third in a division with the I mean, with the, uh, you know, I guess 81 points in a shortened season, so not as good a point I was going to make. But what's that, 95 maybe they finish with? So not like some incredible total. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, uh, lost to the Blue Jackets in the qualifying round. That's the real embarrassment. Austin oh, wow. Matthews, obviously phenomenal. Mitch Marner, bounce back season. John Tavares is there. <laughs> William, not uh, Nylander mm-hmm. will be gone at some point, but isn't yet. Tyson Berry uh, gone already. Tyson Berry, Cody Cece, Kyle Clifford, St. Louis Blue Kyle Clifford. <laughs> uh, Andreas Janssen and Kasperi Kapanen are out. TJ Brody, Wayne Simmons, Joe Thornton, Zach Bogosian, Jimmy Vesey, and Joey Anderson are in. I feel like Kyle Dubas thought, what do I need to do to win this team a Stanley Cup in 1993? <laughs> um... It's the pro- it's an over it's an overcorrection because I just don't think these tough dudes that you need to win in this tough division are just going to get it done in the playoffs. I don't think Wayne Simmons is going to be a playoff guy. I don't think Joe Thornton's going to be a playoff guy. I, are they just going to be here to teach your other guys to be playoff guys? I, I guess Steve Simmons is a much maligned Toronto star or son or something son commentator, and he is an idiot. And he posted a tweet this week that was in itself somewhat idiotic, talking about how those guys had <coughs> a combined, like, 85, 43 NHL seasons. I think it was those two and Bogosian, maybe, mm-hmm. and had been past the first round eight times. Um, and he got slammed for it, and it was kind of dumb, and, you know, obviously left out the fact that Zach Bogosian just won a cup. Mm-hmm. But... I'm not sure it's entirely dumb. Joe Thornton's had a long career and been on very good teams all the time, and mm-hmm. he's never done it. Maybe he doesn't have it. That's what blows my mind is that they're like, oh, but we'll have Joe Thornton, so like he'll be very good. Because he's yeah. supposed to be on a, like a top six line or yeah. something. And I'm like, no, he was on the Sharks when they were better than yeah. you, and they couldn't do it. And now he's older, and on on what I'm going to say is a worse team than those Sharks teams that were making cup runs. And what's he going to do for the Sharks, you? When they beat us, the Sharks were loaded. Mm-hmm. And they weren't good enough to beat the uh, Crosbys, the Penguins. Um, I just don't... I it's don't not get like, it. Well, let's stop talking about Joe Thornton like he is freaking Mark Messier, the guy who gets to choose the leadership award because of how good he was at being a leader, which is preposterous. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's but a whole other thing. It's a, it's a point in his favor. You know, they didn't give it to, like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, somebody, bad leader guy. Um Jeff Skinner. <laughs> um, Nailed them. I, I don't want to dwell on. I don't want to. I don't. It's not crap on the Maple Leafs time. I'm just not convinced they're any better. And I think their problem is still that Austin Matthews and John Tavares and Mitch Marner 
need to own this, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna. And I don't think TJ Brody fixes their defense. And I know they're all excited about this kid from Russia who's supposed to be really good. Maybe he is really good. But if he's not, you know, uh, Chris Letang, then it's not a one-stop solution or something, you know? So anyway, any thoughts on the Toronto Maple Leafs besides what I've warbled so far? Um, I think they're going to get past the first round this year because it's the Canadian division. They and will, they will always credit that to them. They will love it so much, and then they will still lose to Montreal or whatever. Mm. I hope they get Montreal in the first round, really. Mm, yes. Yes, that is... I, I ship that. <laughs> uh, the Vancouver Canucks lost everybody, and they brought oh. no one in. They beat us in the qualifying round and took the Golden Knights to seven games, which I didn't remember. Uh, I know, after right? a 78-point finish, they had J.T. Miller 72 points for J.T. Miller last year? Hot damn, son. I don't think uh, it's happening Elias again. Elias <laughs> Pedersen, not on this team. Bo Horvath, Quinn Hughes, and Tanner Pearson. Jacob Markstrom, Chris Tanev, Tyler Toffoli, Troy Stetcher, Louis Domingue, Josh Levo, and Oscar Fantenberg all left. Braden Holtby, old busted, is in. Nate Schmidt, old, not old busted, that was a good pickup. But uh, that's not, that doesn't offset your losses. This team is clearly going to be worse. And they're not, in a, they're not in as uh, bad a division. Or at least not as uh, quite as bottom-feeding. The bottom teams in the Canadian division this year aren't as bad as the bottom teams in the Pacific last year. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. What are your thoughts on the Canucks? I think I think Vancouver is I think they're I think they're pretty close to bottom. I mean mm. other than Ottawa, obviously. Mm. Like I think they're they're fifth, sixth for me. It's they, spicy. They again, like you said, they were a lot better last year. They lost practically half their team. They have everyone that counts. They got your JT Miller, your Pedersons, your Horvats. Uh not on there is your uh your uh Brock Bessers, you know, of the world. Like but uh, they have those players. I just think they're still they're going to get lit up, like on defense. I think it's going to be a lot of high scoring games on both sides, and maybe you win all your high scoring games. You know, maybe the 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 coin stays heads every single time. But like, could be. I just don't think it's going to happen, and especially in this division. I think Toronto beats you. I think Montreal beats you. You beat Ottawa, but I think. Calgary is a toss-up. I think Edmonton's a toss-up. I think you lose to Winnipeg. Like that just doesn't seem like your division again. Like you said, where you could beat up on LA, you could beat on an Anaheim and San Jose, or in Arizona in the traditional Pacific. Um, it's going to be a lot tougher and with a worse team. Known as the Trip Pacific. <laughs> the Trip Pacific. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be great. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets probably won't be great either. They had Connor Hellebuck basically carry them to the finish line last year. Uh, Kyle Connor, though, 73 points in 71 games. Not bad. goals. Mark Schiffela, 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 also th- 73 points. 38 goals. Yeah, you said that for Kyle Connor. Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. That's what? Yeah. I, uh, Who are you, Kyle Connor? I guess you don't need Patrick Lyon. More like, uh, shit. I forgot. And there's some superhero named Dr. Connors. That's the lizard. More like Dr. Connors. And we're moving on. (laughs) Wheeler, Patrick Line, and Nikolai Ehlers. Uh, Good, obviously, top five forwards there. Anthony Batetto, Cody Eakin, 
Dmitry Kulikov, Patrick Latestu are out. Paul Stastny uh, is the main addition. He saw a lot of success there in his brief stint after we traded him. Uh, R.I.P. Eric Foley. And we're moving on. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, um, you figure they make the playoffs or miss them in this division? I think they probably miss them, right? I think they miss them. Canadians, Flames, Maple Leafs, and... Edmonton. Oilers, you think, are the four? I think I think it's your Alberta and your Ontario teams, and all the rest of your provinces are out in the cold. That's right. Oh, and Quebec, sorry. Quebec. And, and not Ottawa. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, scratch everything I said. <laughs> Stephen, you'll, you'll edit that I'll out. I'll delete it. You'll it's, edit it's it. It's okay. deleted. I'll just, that's something. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Canada, listen, Canada does not deserve our respect or our knowledge of their geography. You should be happy that I know there's a difference between provinces and territories. Yeah, and let's not even get into the superiority of states. None Uh, of it. Oh, I thought you were saying more. None of it. And then, you know, you were going to say something, but you didn't. Uh, The uh, Anaheim Ducks are having none of it, if by it you mean the playoffs. They do share the name of their division with the name of their building, which is a Mm, plus two... um, Awfully suspicious. Plus two Batman points in their charisma category. Plus one Batman point. Yeah. (laughs) It's not good enough. 67 points last year, 39 minus goal differential uh they finished sixth in the pacific they did not qualify for the postseason a top score in in 71 games how many points would you want your top three scores to have i mean between them between them in 71 games i would want something like i'm trying to do quick math like 180 points yeah maybe like not 127 (laughs) 43, 42, and 42! That's not even two points per game from your best three players. You didn't have, you only one guy cracked 20 goals. That's it. Adam Henrique, Rickard Raquel, Ricard Raquel, Ryan Getzlav, Jacob Silverberg, and Cam Fowler, who didn't even miss 12 games. He's still your fifth best scorer. What a disaster. Matter what, are we not making a big enough deal out of how bad the Ducks are? I just believe that they'll Trevor, turn it around. Trevor Zegers! Oh, yeah, Connor like McDavid. They've got young American Connor McDavid. I forgot. <laughs> Matter when Chris Weidman, Eric Goodbranson are out. Well, you got rid of Eric Goodbranson. That's win number it's one. A, Reunited, and it feels so good. Kevin Shattenkirk and David Backus. Ooh, there are some teams in this division that are la- this year, in this league this year, that are like, what if we got some form blues and got a little bit of that magic yeah the wrong ones yeah Yeah, but they were there for a little bit oh but they were there they were there when they were winning cups so we're gonna play Bacchus and shaddy eight times this year too interesting well no no because Bacchus will not we'll play the organization he belongs to eight times uh yeah so that's a team that misses the playoffs thank you Next, uh, the Arizona Coyotes, seventy-four points, um, eight goal differential, plus eight, beat the tar out of us last season. So this yeah. is an interesting matchup. Uh, Nick Schmaltz is still there, I guess. He didn't move. Why am I thinking he moved? I think he's still there. Look him up. Would you? I'm, my brain's being triggered. Okay. Triggered. Um, Clayton Keller, uh, Connor Garland, Christian Dvorak. And Phil Kessel. 
He's he's uh, he's with Arizona Coyotes. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking I mean, of Ryan Strom. We're very sad, but yeah. he's there. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Connor Garland, uh, Christian Dvorak, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel, your fifth best scorer, 30, 38 points and seventy. You remember how he was going to be so motivated playing with Rick Tockett? So yeah, motivated. It was the Kessel whisperer. Woo! It was whispered. There was not a shout to Phil Kessel last year. Uh, Taylor <laughs> Hall is gone. Brad Richardson, Carl Soderberg, Vinny Henestrosa, Derek Stepan are out. Derek Broussard, Drake Kajula, and Tyler Pitlick are in the worst five for three trade in the history of the NHL. This team will only be worse. They are a garbage fire. Ian, I have the most important question for you. Will the Arizona Coyotes or Florida Panthers relocate sooner? Um, you know, the NHL pulls out all the stops to keep Arizona there, mm-hmm. but also, like, I feel like there's just never... There ain't any stops left to pull out. But there's also not that much swirling that ever goes on with Florida. You know what I mean? Like, fans talk about it, but uh-huh. it's not like... You know, there's like there's They're nothing be there. They're the only team with the arena revenue this year. So I think Arizona. I hope Arizona. Like we've got your replacement. It's Vegas. They're there. Yeah. They're kooky. They're in the desert. Now get out. Go to Houston. Or <laughs> and wherever. they're better. So yeah. get out. Casey. I feel for you, Arizona fans. I feel for you, but fan. what? Yeah, your fan. I'm sorry, Trevor, but uh, <laughs> your fandom—I uh, hate to say it—is a mistake. Yeah, it is. Just find a different team. You can still support the NHL, and they—they they would love you too. And hockey, and oh, and all the all the Matthewses, all the Matthews, the Matthews clan. You can also support hockey. Yeah, yeah. But, they sorry. are allowed to, but they've got a team. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs, the yeah. best team in hockey. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's not, uh, not good in the desert. Not great. Not great for that team. Uh, Colorado Avalanche are good. Very good. So good. Ian, I'm depressed at how good the Colorado Avalanche are. It is frighteningly sad. Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Andre Burkowski, Gabriel Landeskog, Mika Rantanen. So many injuries last year that their points dropped off pretty severely. But still so good. Nikita Zadorov, Michael Hutchinson, and Matt Nieto are out. But that's okay because they brought in Brandon Saad and Devin Taves. Mm-hmm. A good 3-for-2 trade. I make that 3-for-2 trade any day of my life. I don't have any questions about this team except will they win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, I think so. I think they did their little what? Their little dance with uh, Dallas last year, went mm-hmm. to Game 7 and lost, and that's like the heartbreak, and they're like, how could this happen to us? And then they're, and then they're on fire yeah. this year. I I should have more faith in the Blues. I, I will try my best when we play the Avalanche in the postseason, but I see us, pa- I see us beating Vegas. I see it being hard, but I see us beating Vegas. Mm. When we play the Avalanche, say, the next round, I'm just I'm just in it for the fun hockey gifts because I just don't see the win happening. I'm not. It's not to say anything against the Blues. I think they look like actually. A, I'm surprised how competitive they do look because I was really ready to write them off as a kooky season. I'm like, you know what? Maybe the Blues could make some noise, but against the Avalanche, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Just don't feel good about it. Just don't feel. You got to pray for an injury over there. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. I mean, we don't want anyone injured, but if you want the Blues' chances to go up. I mean, start packing some pipes and heading to Colorado. (laughs) The Los Angeles Kings finished with 64 points last year. 24 minus 24 goal differential. Did not make the postseason. Anji Kopitar is all that's hanging on out there. 
much like uh, Bono in Red Hill Mining Town by U2 off Joshua Tree. Great album. Oh, okay. You said um, the right album. Yeah. <laughs> off of that new album that they put on your oh, iPhone. no, 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 no. Uh, Paul Ledoux, Kevin Pooley, Joachim Ryan, Quentin Byfield, I wrote in out. Whoops. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> Leas Anderson, Oli Mata are out. Oli Mata was there. Oli Mata's in. I think I put him oh, underneath okay, yours okay, thinking. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, we got it. That's my bad. That's my bad. That's my bad. I screwed up. I screwed up. I screwed up. It was either Quentin Byfield or Oli Mata, and it was both. Uh, Andreas Athena, see you. Mark Alt, uh, Quentin Byfield, Oli Mata, and Travis Grossnick. What a Grossnick. Uh, yeah, the grossest Nick you've ever met. Uh, this team, as we saw at the World Juniors, loaded with incoming talent. But it's not there yet. Um, and uh, they're not going to be relevant this year. It'd be cool to see Quentin Byfield eight times. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy and gets to play, you know, all season. But other than that, not a lot to worry about with the Kings. Um the Minnesota, well, man, our division's so weird this year. I know. Whenever I get to the Minnesota I after, I'm like, like huh? this is our division. The Minnesota Wild, uh, a plus zero, <laughs> plus a plus or minus zero goal differential. Ian, your thoughts? Uh, fucking course. Yeah. Like, what a bland. Oh, so vanilla. Seventy-seven team. points. That just seems like you know. Oh, Why not? Sixth in the Central, lost to the Canucks in the qualifying round. They had Kevin Fiala, you know, came back from really sucking to be okay. Bra- uh, Ryan Sutter, still there. Think of my Sutter, yes. Not Suter, right? Ryan Sutter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, my brain farted. Uh, Eric Stahl, Zach per- Parise, and Matt Zuccarello. God, they traded Eric Stahl to... No, I just meant two. Uh, like this team, like uh, on top of everything else that they suck about, they yeah. traded Eric Stahl. Oh, yeah, 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 they traded him to Buffalo. Here's a list of names that left this team: Brennan Manel, Sam Anus, Colton Beck, J.T. Brown, Alex Galchenyuk, Miko Koivu, Mike Leambus, Stepan Falkowski, Matt Robson, Luke Kunin, Devin Dubnik, Ryan Donato, Eric Stahl. Um, and then I wrote Carol Kaprasov in the wrong place. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, a list of names that I didn't know half of those names. And I feel like only the Wild could lose about eight players that I've never heard of. Um, but they brought in Louis Beldepo, who I've also barely heard of. Jordan Greenway re-signed. Capo Kakonen Resigned. He's a young goalie. Hunter Warner resigned. Hunter Warner made up. Uh, Joseph Cramarosa. He came in. He's made up. Ian McCaution came in. He came, He's made up. I. You know. I was like, okay, they're trimming all their AHL guys. As I was writing down the people that they left, and then they just brought in a bunch of new bodies. Uh, but they also brought in Cam Talmot and Dakota Mermis, Nick Benino as a cap dump. Marcus Johansson and Nick Bugstad and Kirill Kaprizov is there. Does this team know what they're doing, Ian? For nah. real, do they know what they're doing? I need to know. They're 
on the right path. I feel like the only way for them to get better is to draft better, and I don't know that they have. Are capable of that? Who'd they get this year? They got a good guy. Marco Rossi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they just don't have anything in the pipeline, and so they always have to like do the whole shifting, all the trades, all the signings, and they never can quite get better through that. Yeah. So it seems like until they start graduating some of their homegrown talent and their homegrown talent is worth a damn, uh, they will always be a middling team. Marco Rossi, who, don't want to dig the hole too deep, but was a huge disappointment at the World Junior Championship. <laughs> Get ready for more heartache there, Minnesota. Uh, the I don't know. There Four teams have to make the playoffs from this division. Uh-huh. It's the Avs, us, and the Vegas Golden Knights, and... Pick a team. Arizona? I don't... Yeah, I guess. Minnesota by default? Could be. Could be. A sneaky San Jose? I was going to say, maybe it is San Jose. 63 points last year, minus 44. It's not San Jose. Probably not. Uh, Timo Meyer, Evander Kane, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, Logan Couture are out. Are there? Are there top five scores? They are still there. Jonathan Dahlin, no relation. Tony Sund? Johnny Brodzinski, Brandon Davidson, Aaron Dell, Tim Heed, Melker Carlson, Dalton Prute, Lucas Radiel, and George, George Thornton, Joe <laughs> Thornton, are out. Kevin LeBlanc, LeBlanc resigned. Stefan Noessen resigned. Manuel Widerer, or Man, Manuel, Man, 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 that guy resigned. <laughs> Devin Dubnik. They got him. They got the hottest goalie on the market. Ryan Donato, Patrick Marlowe, and Matt Nieto, and Curtis Gabriel. Patrick Marlowe will probably match Gordie Howe for most numbers of games played in the NHL this season and surpass him. That will be historic and cool. And that's the number one thing for this team. Get off that team so I can finally look at the Sharks without... Patrick Marlowe or Joe Thornton or Joe Pavelski, just all three of them gone. Oh, so I go, wow, what, a, what, what is this team? team? This team's new to me. Couture's still there and Brett Burns is still oh, there. Oh, yeah. Eric Carlson is. Eric Carlson weirdly feels like he's been a shark forever. Yes. Oh. He has. I had to look up when he got traded when recently was it, and like it was 2018? like 2018. Whoa. But you know what? 2018 was also three years ago. I mean, it wasn't actually three years ago, but it's like, uh, oh my god! Close enough, though. Too close for my taste. Let's move on. Um, yeah, I mean, sharks. I guess. I mean, I don't think they're gonna be as bad as they were, but maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they'll be worse. I think they. It'd be hilarious if they got better this year and therefore missed out on a top pick. They're my sneaky, my sneaky pick for actually making some noise in this division. Because I don't think it's either of the other two California teams for sure. So maybe maybe it is the Sharks. I kind of hope it isn't. I want them to suffer more. but Yeah, they deserve to suffer more. Uh, I mean, it's not like they're a good team if they make the playoffs in this division this true, year. True, true. The Vegas Golden Knights don't want to dwell here too long. Didn't add much in free agency. Um, Nothing at all. Just finished first in the zero. Pacific, first in round robin, beat the Blackhawks, beat the Canucks. Lost to Dallas in five games. Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchessault, and William Carlson were their top scorers last year. Derek England retired. Curtis McKenzie became a blue. 
the trade was one for one. <laughs> Jacob Meng- Megna went to the San Jose Sharks AHL team, the Barracuda. John Merrill uh, left for Detroit. Garrett Sparks, Valentin Zykov, Nick Cousins, Brett Lemieux. Uh, Nate Schmidt went to Winnipeg. Paul Stas or Nate Schmidt went to Vancouver. Paul Stastny went to Winnipeg. Brandon Peary all left. They kept Keegan Kalesser, Thomas Nosek, Thomas Tomas Jerko, Danny O'Regan, Carl Dahlstrom came over in the Stasny deal. Dylan Sakura is now a Vegas Golden Knight, and of course. Alex Petrangelo. How did the Vegas Golden Knights make me hate them so much so fast? By targeting my team. By taking and now we our get to HL play team. them for eight games and actually hate them and mm-hmm. lose to them in the playoffs. Uh, and it can be true, full-blown hatred. Um, any thoughts on the Vegas Golden Knights? No, I mean, they are just a lesser version of the Avalanche. <laughs> is my hot take. Um no, I mean, they're, they'll be as competitive as ever. They'll make the playoffs. It's kind of a three-headed beast between us and the Avalanche and Vegas. It's a reseed after the, comp, after the divisions, right? So yes. there is no Western division as such. Correct, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Colorado or Vegas is going to be the team that dirt roads that, uh, that oh, uh, yeah. Canadian team. Oh, yeah. I'd love it to be Vegas. Like, hey, you're finally some made it to the team, conference final. Some team from that Canada yeah. division is going to have to come out of those play that division and play the Avalanche, the Lightning, the Golden Knights, maybe the Hurricanes, the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be some. That would be pretty fun to have Toronto make it to the final or the whatever conference final and have and it be the Bruins. Shit kicked by the Bruins. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I know they would pat themselves on the back to be like, "Hey, we got through two rounds." But to me, it's like the playoffs for them start in the third round if they make it there, and then oh, it, they yeah. just end there too. Yep. Oof. Yep. Yep. That's I'm the chef's that. kiss. Uh, where do you think the Blues finish in this division? Third? Yeah, I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a strong third to a light second. Okay. I like that. I think give us a nice range. I think they'll make I think they'll make the playoffs pretty easy. Like I said, to me, um, it's Colorado, it's Vegas, it's the Blues, and then Well, I said I think it's the start Red the bag. Sharks Sharks could be picky or it could be sneaky. Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, I think I'm going to go with the Wild. I think they just kind of bland their way into the playoffs. Talbot makes them enough better in goal and Capra's off. Yeah, I can see it. And then the Avalanche just go bye-bye and kick them right out. Just right out, right in the gut. Uh, yeah, uh, if you can get that first overall seed this year in your division, do it in this division. That is night and day, baby. Oh, yeah. Golden Knights and day. That's, like, that's a cakewalk in the first round. Uh, Ian, that's our last episode of the of the long December. Oh, the long winter. Um, the long, long winter is finally over, and hockey is starting again. Uh, I know that there was a whole hockey tournament, like a playoffs and everything, for like, a, like two months. Yeah, but, but it, it doesn't feel like it, it wasn't. This is the first time I've had games in a season to talk about in ten months. Yeah. Just under 10 months, so I'm excited. Uh, like we alluded to, our plan right now is to, uh, you know, 
watch the first game, watch the second game, both against the Avalanche, get some vibage, and then record after that second game, which could be great. We could be 0-2 and pissed off. Oh, almost won it. It's been so long since we've gotten to be royally pissed off on an episode, Ian. Mm -hmm. I'm almost cheering for it. Um, But that's next week. Uh, Until then, you know, uh, stay safe and... Uh, you know, re- review the podcast. Give us your your sh- skankiest review. <laughs> These are two <laughs> hoes, two hockey hoes. You know how people say skankiest reviews? Um, give us your skankiest. Do you remember? Reviews. Do you remember like probably middle school going into high school? Uh, and girls would just describe each other like even their best friends, like, "Hey, what up, skank?" or whatever. Yeah. And I was like. I, I still don't get it. <laughs> still in my brain, I'm like, that's so mean. Especially, especially young women to each other. That's just not a way you talk yeah, to a young yeah. woman. Even amongst women. Support Anyways. one another. Yeah, women. you know. Support, it's your time. Support one another, fellow kids. Um, that, <laughs> yeah. Middle school is a hell storm. Which is why earlier we said we would not go back to being 14. And now it's come full circle. Folks, hockey, seven days away. Hockey is back. I can't wait. Ian, final words? Um, I'm here for it. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you all soon. Good night. See you, skanks. Wish you would.